Welcome to the Home Medic. You are listening to the segment on spiders. Welcome to the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet, your family out of the hospital. Heidi Hansine. Good morning. Guest extraordinaire, as always. Oh, thank you. We have a subject. This is an interesting one. Spiders. Spiders. We're going to be talking about all of the different kinds of nasty spiders that we can all be bit by where they are and what they do to us and what we need to do about all the above. This is a popular topic. Oh, yeah. I got to tell you, I wrote an article once, I don't know, I think it's been a year and a half or so, and published that when it got huge hits. Yeah, it was, I mean, 30,000 or something right away, right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. People want to know about spiders. Kind of makes me feel important when 30,000 people care, right? Well, I guess I feel important being a part of this podcast. (laughs) A radio cast. <laughs> Nobody's more important than Heidi. All right, so uh, there's a few kinds of spiders that are most likely to cause major damage to a human being. Yeah. Now, I... the rumor is that uh, you got like the daddy long legs that are more dangerous than all the above, but they can't bite people, so not a problem. I'm not going to venture out and say whether that's true or false or sideways. I've heard that may not be completely true. Yeah, just not going to go there. What we are going to do is we're going to talk about the ones that we know to be a problem and how to, again, how to keep your family out of the hospital that way. I've got some good stories. Oh, I've got a couple too. You know, it's it's probably, as far as the daddy long legs go, though, I have heard that they do control other spiders. Yeah. So I don't kill them. So we leave those guys alone. I do. I've never it's had a surprising with how many spiders there can be in the home versus, you know, and that's a large list and there's a much smaller list of spiders that are a problem. This time around, I want to talk about the Black Widow in this segment. We also have the funnel web and the recluse. And then we're going to talk briefly about other spiders like tarantulas and hobo spiders. But should we launch into the Black Widow? Sure, let's do it. Before we get going, you have any good Black Widow stories I've for me? I've got two really good Black Widow stories. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you'd call them good. They're unpleasant stories, but yeah. they're stories. Well, let's start with one of your stories. Well, one of my sisters got bit by a Black Widow. And this was, it got somehow between her nightgown and her body. And this was when she was a, a younger girl, I don't know, 13 or something. And I remember her suffering so much. She was in bed and literally every 30 minutes, she would completely drench a sheet with her sweating. Her body was sweating so profusely to get rid of that toxin that, you know, I mean, she woke up and felt something hurting her and it was a spider between her nightgown and her back and there was nothing anybody could do. Anyway, but it was just amazing to see the amount of suffering. So black widows are something you want to take very seriously. Yes, they are. I was doing an inspection once, and the seller was around, and he was just kind of puttering here and there. And what he did, he actually got bit, and he knew he got bit, but he figured, well, you know, so I got bit. Uh, he, He kept working. He had other things that he wanted to accomplish. Oh, my goodness. And it bit him on the knee, so there he was wandering around doing tasks, and I don't usually meet with or communicate with people after the inspection is done just because I've gone, I've written my report, and then I'm doing the next inspection the next day. But I was able to communicate with him. He told me that he nearly lost his leg. 
Wow. So range of black widow spiders. I guess the point of these two stories to begin with is that uh, the black widow definitely needs to be respected. There are characteristics you can look for in a black widow. We're going to talk about where it's found, about the bite, and most importantly, prevention. And we're going to debunk a couple of the old wives' tales about how to take care of something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes, and and how to recognize them, because sometimes they're not always the typical black with red. There can be a little bit of a variance in that. That is true. Now, the most common type of characteristic that you see with a black widow you know, there are black widows that don't meet this description. You're going to have that black with the hourglass. Right, the red hourglass. Sometimes yellow, though, right? Sometimes yellow Yeah, the they hourglass. can actually have a couple of stripes going up their back, and that can also be a black widow. And sometimes, can't they be a little bit brownish rather than black? Brownish? I was just doing that research. There are some variations. Probably for the purpose of this podcast, my feeling is we hit 98% of the truth, and we're going to leave the details to... Somebody else can go research their details if they want. Yeah. All right. We'll focus on the so that's kind mainstream of black widows. The mainstream. <laughs> so you've got silky webs, and they like wet areas. I've also noticed that they like new construction. Mm. A couple of homes that I've built, it seems like they're always just inside the garage in the corners. I wonder if that's because they're uprooted during the construction process and they're looking for a new place to a new you know, place crawl to in. be. And yeah, the dark, moist soil. They love they love to hide under moist things, like under a tarp or places like that, too. Yeah, I find black widows also commonly in sprinkler timer boxes. Oh, now, yes. The guys Stamp in Texas again. and Florida are thinking, or not sprinkler timer boxes, sprinkler valve boxes. They're thinking, what's a sprinkler valve box? You know, you guys, yeah. you guys are lucky. You don't have to deal with that. But for some of us in the more arid sort of environment, you've got to actually water your lawn. Right. And you put a cover over that. That is perfect conditions for they a love spider. That. And as you said, the, the window wells down in the cracks between the right. dark corners underneath the cabinets. The dark corners. Now, there is a term that is associated with all poisonous spiders, and that word is necrotic or necrosis. A necrotic spider can cause necrosis, which basically means that, you know, at best your skin is going to be sore, and at worst, your skin and all the flesh beneath it is going to rot and fall off, and yeah, you're going to be spending some time in the that's hospital. That's the part that's really scary. And I don't know, I don't know if the black widow is quite so much inclined to have that happen as it is with the aggressive house spider or the wolf spider, but it's terrible as far as cramps and toxins in the body and... So, right. so what do you, you know, that necrotic stuff, you know, I've heard the necrotic stuff can somehow be helped, sometimes be helped or prevented or at least minimized by using, you know, things like hydrogen peroxide, different things like that topically at the onset. I'm not sure, though, of all the medical implications. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that. Actually, should we go there now? Well, sure, unless you want to talk about the prevention of how to keep those spiders away, first let's, of all. Let's go to prevention, and then we'll cover treatment. All right, that and sounds good. I guess, just to make sure that we're clear, the bite can be life-threatening. I don't want to minimize that. No, it can be, and especially to vulnerable people or young children or... Again, the three most nasty types of spiders in the United States are the black widow, the funnel web, and the recluse but of those, the black widow and the funnel web are the two nastiest. The recluse, you know, the, the black widow and the funnel web can make you die. The recluse just makes you wish you were dead. Mm, that really? No, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So. I have heard, though, that with the aggressive house spiders, I know we're talking about black widows, but just because we've mentioned that, I've heard that. Every single time they bite, it's not always carrying their... It, half of their bites are 
which call it dry uh, a, bites? A, yeah, or a dry bite, a, kind of a warning what? bite. Or, yeah, it's, it meaning, can be kind of a you're bugging me bite. Yeah, meaning meaning there's a 50% chance you didn't get their poison, luckily, if you did happen to get bit. Yeah, I don't know that uh, I can confirm the 50% number, but there are a number of dry bites. Imagine this scenario. Let's say that you got a couple of teenagers out in the barn rolling in the hay. Mm-hmm. And they're rolling around having fun, doing whatever they're doing out there. And you have a spider that doesn't appreciate that. <laughs> That's not too romantic, is it? Rolling around on the spiders. <laughs> no. So they might get a dry bite or they might get something a lot more nasty. Ouch. Yeah. The first part of prevention, of course, is awareness and some basic understanding of how to protect yourself. If you know, for example, let's say that you're a home inspector and you're about to wander into this uh, or crawl into this crawl space that looks like it came out of an Indiana Jones movie. Mm Mm-hmm. A, even if you are the home inspector, don't go in there. It's it's not worth it. Maybe spray some spider spray. Uh, that's the other thing about black widows. They don't always die. Even when we have, we had a professional come and spray our home for spiders. Uh-huh. And there was a black widow spider that climbed out after he did the spraying and it was visible on the porch. And he left it there. And guess what? A few hours later, it was crawling away. Oh, well. Yeah, I saw it. I had to just, I mean, I was leaving there just because people wanted to see it. But then I went out there and just kind of crushed it with my foot. I wasn't taking any chances. But yeah, he was recovering and moving away. Yeah, so the poison didn't get him. He was no. able to move away from the poison before it finished yeah, him off. Yeah, I think the guy even sprayed her. right by him. I think when he saw him climb up on the porch, he actually sprayed right close to him, and it still didn't kill him. Okay, so and, and that kind of feeds into my, I want to call it maybe a belief set, is that it is better to rely on our own brains and just understanding nature than to hope that the remediator is responsible for everything. So the bottom line for me is that it is better to not have the spider in the first place than to hope that the spider guy eliminated him. Yes. So how does a person keep black widows out of your home? Obviously, the first thing you do is you're going to think like a spider. What's he looking for? He's looking for damp and dark. He's looking for food. He's looking for shelter. And so you go about eliminating those things. If you've got the valve box and maybe you've got a leak in there and you open up the valve box lid, you see that spider and you, you know, you're know you going to think, why is he there? And so you're going to eliminate that to the extent that you can. Mm-hmm. One thing I did is actually I killed that spider and then I left the cover off for a while and the whole area just dried out and then the mm. spiders that were in there. That's a simple Less than $10 solution. Yes, it is. Loving that. And you have those sorts of inexpensive fixes that can save the $10,000 problem. Maybe if the spider has decided to just come inside your garage for whatever reason, maybe you look at the seals, maybe you look at, you know, if we got a lot of bugs in there. Mm. If there's something that's drawing that spider in, you can take a look at that. Yeah, and just keeping your eye out. I mean, if you're cleaning out some storage areas, different places like that, it hasn't been touched for a while. Areas that are untouched or uncleaned and dark especially seem to invite them. I was in a basement of a home built in, that was about 1911. I was in there yesterday. We had a basement slash crawl space where it kind of wandered around maze style. And in one area, you go into the basement, and uh, this part was fairly clean because it also doubled as the laundry room. Ah. It was about a seven-foot ceiling, but there was actually exposed soil near there. 
Interesting. And so that area was clean. Uh, by contrast, there was another area that used to be an old coal chute and storage space. Mm. Nobody went in there. So we had the 18-inch long spider webs dangling from the ceiling. Ooh, it was Indiana Jones style for you yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> the difference, of course, was that, you know, the one area was less trafficked. And, you know, so uh, there was more tolerance, if you will, for having spiders in the old coal chute than in the laundry room. Right. But if you go around the corner from the laundry room, then you've got the walls and floor turn into dirt and, you know, it kind of looks more like a cellar. And then you're starting to get back into the spider type. They areas. love that, don't they? They, they love that, that raw they dirt. Do. So, I've, I've heard they can actually jump too. I, you always see black widows fairly still. They're not the running spiders so yeah. much as the others, but they, I've heard they can actually jump a few feet. Yeah, they're not that athletic. If you want athletic, well, we'll, we'll talk about the wolf spiders. But they do pack a punch. Let's make you a home inspector for a moment, Heidi. All right, I'll try it. And let's say <laughs> that somebody's got a gun to your head, and they're they're saying, all right, you, home inspector, are going into that crawl space, or I'll just shoot you here. Well, in that case, I would have on a long sleeve shirt, which was probably cuffed over my gloves. Uh -huh. I would have on a turtleneck. I would have on a face mask. I would have on a hat, a helmet. I mean, yeah. I, I would protect my body as with every... Every square inch. Just, I, I would if I could. And then I would also take along probably some spider killer or some other sort of toxic thing that I could maybe zap them with. Yeah, and be aware, you know, so basically what you're doing is you're covering every square inch of your body. You can get suits like that at uh, a lot of hardware stores in the paint department. You know, mm, something nice. that will actually have a hood that covers your head and then it's going to go all the way down to your ankles. Or if you go online, you can get stuff that actually has the foot in it. So the only things that are exposed are your hands and your head. Can they bite through fabric, though, or sting through no. fabric? No. no. Well, I probably shouldn't yeah, say be that careful. because that would you, be a liability. Be careful because there could be exceptions. Some, yeah. you know, thin enough fabric. And a... I guess it depends on what you're wearing, but I think mm -hmm. most experts would cast doubt on that sort of thing. Yeah. Be aware. Now, you mentioned going in there armed with... You know, like spider spray or poison of some sort. Be careful it doesn't be aware blow that you back don't into poison my eyes. yourself. <laughs> or or <laughs> yeah, into you, my lungs or my eyes a very or my toxic environment. <laughs> so yeah, and this thought has occurred to me that maybe at the beginning of an inspection, if I know I've got to go into a crawl space that I don't want to do, that I actually do the bug bomb first and then wait for an hour or so and then do the crawl space last. But still, you know, A, I don't know that we've killed all those spiders. And B, now there's toxins down there that I'm about to start breathing. Hmm. So maybe you do it 48 hours in advance. Yeah. Come back and say, hey, we're going to have to come back and do this later after or we get rid of these critters. Maybe I just invoke one of my creatures. home inspection rules that says I'm not going to die so that I can inspect your home that much better. <laughs> and there's always an easy out because you can say, look, you know... That's the realm of a of a spider guy. Are and there different chemicals that work better than other? I, I'm asking this because I think that would be my question. Because I feel like the chemical that the one person used on mine didn't kill the the black widow. It just didn't get him. Yeah, and those guys have to be careful because. And you remember in the news here where we are a couple of years back, somebody used some chemicals that they didn't get into the soil deep enough, and then those chemicals that were just out on the lawn killed one of the little girls that lived there. No, I didn't hear about that. Really? Yeah. So those guys have to be a little bit careful with what they use and how, etc. 
if you're here on my webpage, homemedicusa.com, and then you pick the spiders thing, there are some chemicals that a homeowner can use to eliminate spiders. And what on earth happened to kill the little girl? I mean, I'm really curious about that because was she, you know, putting her face near the ground? I mean, how did that, how did that happen? How did she die? I don't have those details. I can only imagine maybe she saw the granules on the ground and ate some. Oh, so it wasn't a liquid spray then. It was some sort of... I don't have those details. I I just know that, that a guy who didn't know what he was doing tried to... Well, that's tragic, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, again, it comes back to the homeowner really needs to make sure that you got to have some basic understanding. Even if you're hiring somebody else, you still have to do a little bit of homework of your own. You know, that that applies to everything, doesn't it? It's so nice to just turn it over to an expert, but my experience with every expert is you have to be involved and aware to get the best the best out of your expert, usually. True. So uh, in the awareness category, let's go there. Let's say that you've got a crawl space and you're just blundering in there. One of the stories I actually read about is somebody who was going in, and, and I don't know if it was a crawl space or a basement, but she was picking up and moving boxes. Yes. Next thing she knew, she had a couple of spider bites on her wrist. Uh, just about killed her. Wow. You know, so if you're doing that sort of moving, if you think there's any risk of having spiders down there, if we've got the webs, et cetera, or if you got the funnel webs, you need to protect yourself. Yeah, and the spiders, they just love to hide under those little box handles. And I mean, those Rubbermaid containers, they have the little nice little space, just perfect for a little spider to hide exactly. under. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, at minimum, gloves are a very uh, good yeah, idea. And your wrists covered. And you and I have talked about this in the wood fireplaces category. But if you're bringing wood in, you've got spiders, and that will include the black widows from the exterior into the house and even assuming that the spider doesn't bite you while you're carrying it in if you don't place that log on the fire then the wood's sitting there by the mantle and the egg is hatching and the spider's crawling out yeah and so you put that spider right next to the fireplace and he appreciates you for the additional warmth and comfort that you're providing and then he shows that appreciation by wandering out and biting somebody have you ever seen those spiders that have all of their babies on their back oh yeah what I'm, I'm really curious because sometimes you see spiders in the little web. Are do spiders hatch babies differently? I mean, I'm confused. Yes, with a bazillion different ah, kinds of uh, okay. Of I won't make going. you go into all that. But that's interesting. Yeah. So treatment. I want to just hit this fairly quickly. What we don't want to do is, you know, for example, you've heard people say that you need to cut the wound and try and suck it out. <laughs> no. <laughs> Generally, you can clean the wound with soap and water. Now, you mentioned peroxide. Hydrogen peroxide. I I like that because I know it kills a lot of the surface germs. Right. Let's say that it's the guy that had his knee bit. You want to avoid using your knee because the more circulation, the more that poison spreads, the more areas it's going to damage. So him working, continue to work after he got bit was just a way to spread the toxins. Right. Yeah. Might want to just call a doctor and sit still. <laughs> Move as right. little as possible. Yeah, call a doctor, have somebody else drive you to the hospital and make sure you get taken care of. Black Hopefully. widow spiders, not something you want to trifle with. Okay, and then after the fact, you're going to go with ice and Tylenol, elevating the wound above your head if you can, and avoiding the strenuous activity. Yeah. No games of ultimate frisbee if you've been bitten today. Mm. Now, the reason for elevating that above the head, is that to keep the toxin from coming to the heart, or would that... That makes sense to me. 
what I know is that the websites, you know, like the WebMD type sites, uh-huh. tell me to elevate. And that is the extent of my knowledge on the subject. Uh, okay. But it does say elevate. And right. then, of course, you know, it's kind of obvious that if you've got a wound of that nature, you're going to want to respect it and, you know, not go try to vacuum the floor or, or whatever it is that needs to be done that day. Right. I'm going to finish off with one other story on this subject. There was an article that I read about where a lady got bit, and it was on her abdomen, right in front of her hip, and she knew she was in trouble. She went into the hospital. They wanted to admit her right now. She figured she had to go home and you know cook dinner for her kids. Whoa. And, you know, take care of that. (laughs) And so she did that. She came back and she almost lost her life. Really? So do they have anti-venom solutions now for black widow spider? I mean, we're not Uh, obviously here to do a medical thing, but I'm just kind of wondering. Apparently not that I've been able to find. Boy, you know, if you want some interesting reading, you should do that Google search. Yeah, you can have craters that are taken out of somebody's leg because you have the necrosis going on. I've seen that, and sometimes it goes on for a year or more. It's just incredible. Yeah. More so with the aggressive house spiders, I think, and maybe yeah, possibly the wolf spiders. We will talk about those in the next segment. Should we do a Master of Your Mansion? I, I'm I'm betting that your mansion is probably uh, Black uh, Widowless. Yeah, definitely. Unless <laughs> unless it's you know, unless <laughs> unless there's a science aquarium full of the spiders just for the sake of experimental viewing. <laughs> Let's put you back in someplace cool, maybe Bora Bora. Again. All right, Bora Bora, spiderless, I'm I hope. not certain that they have black widows there. Well, so that's just... why I like those overwater huts. I hear they're a little bit less prone to bugs and mosquitoes. Yeah. I do understand that, you know, Bora Bora is getting pretty close to Australia. Ooh. We probably don't want to plant your mansion in Australia. There is actually a funnel web that will kill you in 15 minutes there. You're kidding me. It, it bites you, you're done. Really? Yeah. And you say Bora Bora's getting close to that? Isn't Bora Bora out there on the South Pacific? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Tahiti. Okay. Area. In the awareness category, let's say that you are on a vacation and you're in Bora Bora, and we don't know what spiders are there. Right. And most of them are probably fine. Maybe one or two are not fine, and they're the ones that are going to kill you. So it's awareness. You know, let's say you, you threw dirty clothes in the corner. Yes. Then towards the end of the vacation, you're going to just grab everything and shove it in a bag. Ooh. That's when you get bit. Good to think about that. Yeah. Shake those clothes out. Any damp clothes on the floor, they do attract spiders. Yeah. There was another. uh, Or dry clothes on the floor. There was another one where somebody got bit because there was a spider on their shower towel. And as they were trying to dry themselves off, of course, they annoyed the spider. And... It killed the spider, you know, the the act of drying themselves off, but it did major damage to the person, too. Really? So shake out the towels, too? So just wow, we a just, little bit of awareness. We just can't be too careful. Did we just, did we just ruin 100,000 women <laughs> I know. again? <laughs> Way to spoil all the fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> more information, homemedicusa.com. We've got stuff that you can use. We've got more podcasts. We'll have videos. We have discussions. That's the place you're going to want to go if you want to be tormented even more than Heidi and I have just done. <laughs> and finally, yeah. be yourself because nobody else wants to be a spider. And right? shake out your laundry, too. Be yourself <laughs> and shake out your laundry. Thanks, Heidi. <laughs> 
this is Julie and McKay with your Natural Solutions Tip for the Day. We get to talk today about one of the very, very most powerful yet gentle oils. There are frankincense. I love frankincense. It's one of my favorite oils. Oh, there's a reason. Frankincense is in the Bible, Jules. One of my favorite uses for frankincense is the support of against head tension. I actually use frankincense as a moisturizer with some fractionated coconut oil. And it helps against blemishes, doesn't it? It does. Our saying is when in doubt, use frankincense. If you'd like to know more about this incredible oil, contact us at naturalsolutions at homemedicworld.com.